0: I used to haul dollies full of baseballs in heels and a skirt uh, through a stadium, which is not small. And that was just part of my job description, and that was what I did, did. and that was as an intern, that was my groundwork.
1: What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you for turning into our podcast today. We talk about everything that is healthy and positive, you know many times that goes beyond here at our podcast, beyond cleaning toilets and washing windows and just all of that facility maintenance stuff. You know, I'm Dave Thompson, I'm your host for today, and my guest today, I am sure will know more about sports than I ever will, or maybe even hope to. Amy Siegfried is a third generation entrepreneur. And you know, when, it, when you read people's bios and all this, you pick out certain things. She has flown around the world in 58 hours and 37 minutes. Now, I am absolutely sure that today's podcast is going to be much less time and also much less exciting than that was. But we're not just going to talk about cleaning today. We're going to talk about cultivating the next generation of leaders and amy is on the line with us after all of that i hope
0: yes i'm so happy to be here thank you for having me
1: amy i got to tell you you know one of my things is i want to get into a hot air balloon and just kind of see the world from there oh, 58 I love it. hours in a plane <laughs> yeah
0: it, you know so it's a, it's a really uh, it's an interesting story so my my husband who was my boyfriend at the time he really has these harebrained ideas uh, and he travels a ton for work, especially internationally. And um, he was moving from American airlines over, which was us airways at the point over to United star uh, star Alliance. And so he said, look, I need to kind of, I really want to do this. I have this really harebrained idea when I'm 30, I want to see how fast I can go around the world. And when I'm 60, I want to see how slow I can go around the world. And, we were 30, uh, 31 at that point. And, um, and so he said, Hey, I'm trying to get rid of all these miles because I'm just going to move over to this other Alliance. And you think you could fig- help me figure out how we do that? And I said, well, if, I, if I'm here for the, thir- the how fast we go around the world, I better be here for how slow we go around the world. And, um,
1: <laughs> and so, okay.
0: so we, we had, he had a rule <laughs> that we had to leave the airport, for a beer and to send a postcard. And so we went from, we lived in Phoenix and we went from Phoenix to Chicago. Uh, we did not leave Chicago because we'd obviously had both been there before. And uh, so we, we grabbed a we grabbed a beer at the lounge there. And then we went from Chicago to Frankfurt where we had about eight or 10 hours in Frankfurt. We had a tour guide. A guide pick us up and drove us around, had lunch. And then we went back to the airport, showered in the in the lounge, slept on the plane between Frankfurt and Tokyo. Um, Then we had about same about eight to ten hours in Tokyo. Took the train in from the airport uh, and went and saw a couple of different things. Went to the fish market there, and then we flew from Tokyo to Seattle. A friend picked us up. We did the Boeing Museum there. Uh, we had some lunch at a Fung in you know, a favorite, one of our favorite places in Seattle, and then flew home. And I will tell you, it took me about four days to recover just from the lack of sleep and the complete just, it, it was an obliteration of your body. I mean, at that point, because you didn't sleep really, you changed time zones, you didn't know where you were. You were in an airplane, which was dry, and I mean, it was <laughs> it was it was a great adventure that I will never do again.
1: Well, you're going to go much slower in yes. a few years, so you might not need the four days afterwards.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is a is a long term, uh, a long time travel. So at least we do that a little bit uh, slower pace and get to. You know, it was a great introduction to. I had never been to Germany before, and I'd never been to Tokyo. I'd never been to Japan. And uh, it was a great introduction just to see something different. Um, It was kind of all blurry because you're so tired, but uh, it it was a really neat way to see just a a snippet of something. And I mean, a crazy idea, but
1: a ton of fun to, to do. Third generation entrepreneur. Now that is, well, I would say you've seen a lot of things happen with the other two generations that you're going to duplicate or not?
0: yes and it's really interesting so my dad uh is a small business owner you know and that's it's kind of funny because now we call that entrepreneurism uh mean <laughs> that that were really didn't exist uh, my my grandfather uh was a mechanic and owned a garage my dad worked for him and, and that was in pennsylvania and my dad worked for him and then uh, he came up with the idea to also sell cars off the uh, off the lot and so uh, Thirteen years old, and so when he and my mother moved to Las Vegas, where I was born, uh, they started a garage there. And so, um, yes, definitely a lot of lot of lessons. Um, definitely something that, that kind of probably also hardens you a little bit. Um, but uh, it's it's really interesting, and what we do now looks so different because um, you know he had to be at brick and mortar every single day, and. And we didn't take, you know, he didn't really do a lot of vacations because if you're not working, you're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting because now the way I work and way so many of us work is we can work from wherever, whenever, and that's part of the problem. I don't I don't know that I really ever take a day off, but you, you're always, you can go and you can be accessible no matter where you are. So you don't have to be on lockdown and be at a brick and mortar every single day. But the also the, the flip side is that is you don't leave your job, so that's kind of it, it's it's a there's a plus and minus to both of them.
1: Well, and speaking of not leaving your job, Amy, I mean you're you're hooked to it on the weekends like you wouldn't believe with last night's game.
0: Absolutely. So we we watch. I have to say, I um, I do try to take a little bit of time. I have a three year old son, and I also have a husband who travels a lot, and so I really do when I tune out, I tune out. And so that, we do watch a lot of sports in our household. Um, <laughs> we, we joke my son watches the commercials because I think he's just, it's he's numb to sports at this moment in his life. And so uh, <laughs> we watch it, we, we, we do watch a lot of sports, but that to me is fun. It's something we talk about. We are able to to do as a family, we'll go to baseball games or hockey games or whatever that might be. and. I, that part I really love because it, it is something that we can all share together that maybe mom does on a daily basis for work, but we get to share that as an experience. And so, um, that is a really cool facet of that, but I do try to put my phone down and step away, uh, step away from work, if you will, um, during the weekends, the best I can, because I do well, feel like it- it's so important to be present.
1: Well, that's the the challenge of the new generation of of, right. of entrepreneurs is it is going to be different because um, maybe not everybody knows what you do for a living. Maybe we should cover that first.
0: <laughs> um, so I, I'm a founder or a co-founder of a company called Last Night's Game. And uh, we cover sports for people who don't know a lot about sports, but need to talk about them in everyday conversation. Uh, we have a podcast and a tri-weekly email newsletter, as well as a website with reader-driven content on it. And the whole idea started that um, I used to work uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks a uh, Major League Baseball team in, in Phoenix. And uh, I was an intern at this point and uh, one of my girlfriends was with was with me at a game and the guys were running off the field. And she said, well, why are they running off the field? And I said, they had three outs. And she said, what's an out? And I thought, oh, okay, we've got to start the baseline of this. And, you know, I really, as I started to think about this, that knowing so much about sports uh, was kind of a superpower that that I had. And I come to realize was a superpower <clears throat> because it gave me such an advantage in a male-dominated industry. And she too worked in a male-dominated industry. And I thought, how does she create those connections? How, what are you talking about with your male colleagues? Because at some point, they're, they're, you need to be able to, to just level the playing field to make that connection point. And you don't have to know a lot. You just have to kind of know what's going on. And so I, um, I had this idea of, okay, let's. how do we make sports interesting beyond the box score? Because there's so many stories about Athletes doing great things or athletes dating movie stars, whatever that might be that you want to tie in this Super Bowl, which is just really not even about the game itself. And so I had this idea and I, I called my brother, and this was 2002-03-ish. And I said, Hey, I've got this idea. Let's figure out how to make sports accessible for everybody. And he said, uh, Amy, that's great. I'm in high school and you're working 80 hours a week. So, um, how are we going to do that? And I thought, okay, you're right. You're the logical one here. And uh, so that's the idea actually came full circle when my husband and I moved back um, to the U S from Singapore about 14 years after that idea. And uh, we moved, uh, moved back and we moved right before Thanksgiving and I had been looking for about three months for jobs and I couldn't find anything. And I knew that no one would hire between Thanksgiving and, and new year's. And so I thought, okay, well, I have this month, month and a half, let's, let's give this a go. Remember that idea? Let's give it a go. I don't, you know, MailChimp and all those things and Squarespace make making a website and sending emails so much more accessible. So let's give this a go, like, why not? And so that's what we did. And we sort of just said, let's, let's give it a go. And we started off by sending out an email link to our friends and family, and it grew from there. So it's been, it's been a labor of love. Um, but we sort of just are flying by the seat of our pants most of the time.
1: I'd say that's kind of that entre- entrepreneurship that your, your, your past uh, family icons had instilled mm-hmm. upon you that you really weren't aware of until you actually started to going, right. I can do this. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just like, okay, we can, it's, it takes hard work and I know how to work hard. I may not know how to do all these other things, but I know how to work hard and I'm not afraid of that. And that's something that both my parents have, have really instilled in both of us, that they're just hard workers. And that would be one thing I would think that, that they would use view as a point of pride. And that, like I said, I, I just knew that I could work hard. I can find YouTube videos. I'll figure this out. I'll, I don't know what it's going to look like. And there's probably going to be a few swear words thrown in there. But you just figure it out and it's it's gonna be ugly and I mean if you ever read Lean Startup, they always talk about if your if your product is perfect when you roll it out, you've launched it too late because you've worked mm-hmm. too hard to work out all those kinks and, and our you know, I always say like our baby was ugly when we rolled it out. Oh but it turned out to be something okay, you know. And some might still think it's ugly, but that's okay. That's, <laughs> that's
1: well, you know that that I and I totally get that. Six years ago, I would have never thought that I would be a podcaster. And we right? we tried something, and matter of fact, we're getting ready to launch a new show. And uh, congratulations! Somebody somebody said, "Hey, you want to do it live?" I said, "Yeah." Oh no, 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 we don't need that pressure. Do you remember when and I go? Yeah, I remember. But we learned a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh so, so as you're talking this through, Amy, I'm thinking, you know, the next generation of leaders, um, they're not going to be leading in the same way. They're going to be doing things differently. As you and I are sitting here, you know, halfway around the US in two different areas and two different time zones, having a conversation, and I just got through talking with somebody, you know, on another podcast that we recorded. Um, and we do this all the time now. What's the new leadership gonna look like?
0: Well, you know, I, I think here's the really interesting for me as a, as a woman in business, and um, I that I really struggled having great female bosses, and great bosses mm-hmm. in general, to be honest. And I really don't think I realized some of that until I went through a leadership class. Um, when I went, my, went back to get my MBA in uh, 2020, And uh, I I would say that for me, it was like, okay, wait, that's what bad leadership looked like. I didn't realize that. I really think that that's you know, you built this foundation, especially in your first job or two. That foundation of what you see leadership look like carries through with you. And so it did take me a while. And when we lived in Singapore, I, I had a very we had a very multicultural department, and I really that was a great eye opening experience for me as well to say. I can't lead like that. That's not going to work with this group. I really need to dive in and find the personal approach to each person. And so that to me is kind of where we're at as, as a leader now, because everyone, this the thing about us all being remote and all being in our own homes and our own, we've been, become accustomed to, we are individuals now. We are at home. We have, some people have kids, some people have dogs, whatever that might be. So even from a, a really granular level, we have to we have to embrace everyone for kind of where they are and so i i really look at that and think how do i as a as a female leader how do i support the next generation and that that is to have empathy i think that is really important empathy for those who came before me and empathy for those who come after me and how do i respect and learn and grow from both sides of it. And so I think that to me is really important as a leader to step back and say, I don't know everything. And yeah, sure, maybe the, the generation ahead of me doesn't understand the challenges that I'm facing and the, cha- the, the group coming after me doesn't understand that as well because they don't have children yet or whatever that might be. But let's all learn from each other because there, there is such a, for me as a, as a leader, I, I'm leading because, Maybe that's my age. Maybe that's where I, I, I've i landed on the, the corporate ladder, if you will. But ultimately, we're working together. We're collaborating to make a, a, achieve a mission and to, to achieve a goal. And so when it comes down to it, you're still a team. And sometimes you have to be the boss. And sometimes you have to have rough conversations. And sometimes you have to do all those things. But for me, it's it's so important to realize that we are in this together. We're a team. And that's truly how I try to look at my teams. And
1: Okay, folks, that's what's called dead air. Um, Sorry, Amy, we lost you there for a minute. Are you still with us? Hello, Amy.
0: Did I lose you there?
1: Yeah, we lost you there for a little bit.
0: Okay. Well, there, here I am.
1: <laughs> I here feel, you are again.
0: I really truly try to treat all of our folks. And as I run a group and because I may, because I'm older or because I'm person in the right spot makes me a quote unquote leader, but truly that's something you have to earn. And that's something that, you know, we try to, we, we, I try to strive to make everyone part of the team versus this being I'm the boss. I tell you this. And that's truly the, how I try to cultivate that team. And for me, that's really important
1: because. So we're all in. So last night's other. game, you've got you've got how many people working with you now, Amy?
0: Well, right now it's just myself and my brother, but okay. we bring in um, we bring in summer interns, and so we've had we have a couple of those we've had a couple of those, um, and so when when I my whole goal is when our team come, when we have a team and we truly work together on these things, we're working on this together. And so to me, that's really important. And it's been really interesting. Also, you know, I work with my brother and that's totally different than any team I've ever led before. Um, mm. Because you know, you, you, you think the same because you were raised very similar, you know, obviously very similarly. So you have the same values. You have some of those things that you might struggle with with a team normally, but you also have to remember that you're working together and sometimes you have to make, you have to sh- shut down an idea. You have to, um, you become more sympathetic, but you also have to like figure out how you say, okay, well, can you get this done now?
1: <laughs> it, you kind of
0: have this very weird dynamic of what does that look like? You have this great understanding, but also this different tension point um, on what that looks like.
1: And I think that's part of a family business that is mm-hmm. somewhat different than a corporate business mm-hmm. um, and and then of course if you work in a corporation and your department of two or three in a corporation then that's that plays a whole nother scenario
0: that's right and I mean and you but you are kind of a family right and that's oh yeah i I always found in in with my teams as I became older I sort of stepped away from trying to be everyone's friend to oh. be, you know, have a good time and be quote unquote friendly. But you know, when you're younger in your career, you're you're cultivating a, um, a community. And so you tend to be friends with people and you go out and hang out together. Where it's as I've kind of gotten a little bit older, I, I've sort of stepped away from that because I wanna be able to be friendly and be cordial and have all of those pieces together. But also sometimes I have felt personally it's easier to step back and say, okay, let's look at the, the feedback. Let's look through the challenges. Let's work together. Where if you, uh, for me, that's pers- a personal thing where I think I've been burned enough by trying to be friends with everybody and that you can't be friends with everybody. And that was to me is how I've kind of separated church and state uh, in my career as it's I've moved forward as a leader.
1: So I I'm thinking, you know, if you can talk sports, you're, not talking being friends, you're talking about statistics and all those things uh, so they have water cooler talk on Monday morning. So
0: we don't really, we don't cover a ton of statistics. And so what we actually cover is a lot of the stories around the world of sports. So um, we might be talking about, hey, the women's um, college world series is happening and OU is playing UCLA today, but let's talk about how Tom Brady's niece Maya Brady plays for UCLA and OU has been so dominant this season. So we talk about the story around the sports or Team Ukraine who was trying to qualify for the World Cup. We talk about the stories around the sports. So you don't necessarily need to know the box score, but it's those actual nuggets of conversation that involve sports that you can then take and turn into something you know. And that's really where I strive. I I find sports is a great lead in to anything. It's a great lead into travel. It's a great lead into food or fashion. I mean, you can really spin whatever you want to do, pop culture. There's all a great tie-in to that. And that's how I view uh, the world of sports is that it's an opportunity to have a nugget to get the conversation started, but then redirect it to whatever you would like it to be.
1: Well, then I got to throw this in, Amy, because I'm in Orlando when the Special Olympics stop started this week. We
0: covered that this morning. We did. (laughs) So, and and we covered that there were there's 5,500 athletes from the U.S. and the Caribbean, but the kind of sporty angle of that beyond being an athletic competition is the fact that ESPN is is covering, doing some coverage uh, of the Special Olympics. They're doing nightly shows on Tuesday and Wednesday night uh, with different features. And then um, they're also running about 68 hours of worth of coverage on ESPN3. So that's kind of the cool, like the tie-in of we can kind of take that conversation right
1: anywhere, truly um, from, no, and, from and, and you mentioned, And you mentioned food, Amy, so I'm gonna to have to throw this in because my wife is a chef down at ESPN.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I I love that place. Uh, so,
1: so, you know, the yeah. Special Olympics, ESPN, food, mm-hmm. and you're, you're talking sports on a Monday morning. Um, That's
0: exactly it. And,
1: and I think this is what you're talking about. Being an entrepreneur and a woman, especially in business, do you, do you find you have to be more multifaceted or does the sports thing give you the ability, as you said earlier, put it on an even playing field?
0: You know, I I find that in the way I think of sports and anything we really learn about, it's another tool in your tool belt. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't expect someone to be, and that's not the intention is that, I don't expect someone to be ESPN sideline reporter or go talk about the 1972 Dodgers. That's not the intention. It's truly to have that other tool in your tool belt. And I feel like I do the same thing. You know, there's a reason I I read the the news in the morning or listen to the news in the morning there's a reason I do all that, because just like you, I want to be informed enough when we sit down and chat that I can at least have a little bit of information about what's going on in the world and, and understand that um, that I at least am, am, appear a bit informed on something.
1: Now, you know what's so interesting about this, Amy, as you think about this, I've been in the cleaning industry. Um, I'm not going to tell you how long right here today, but Um, long long enough that I can talk about anything with anybody because in the cleaning industry, we are in every building Mm -hmm. universally around the planet. There isn't a place that doesn't clean at some point in some way. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how I get into conversations with people uh, about some things that are disgusting in a way, but yet (laughs) they are real to life. And I think this is what you're talking about here is being an entrepreneur and staying with this, you don't have to make everything perfect. You just have to understand where you are and move forward.
0: Exactly, that's exactly it. It doesn't have to be, everyone has their knowledge. And I I always say to to people when I talk to them uh, that everyone has their own version of smart. (laughs) <laughs> and so it's it's now version
1: now, now, now some people might disagree with how smart i am on that version.
0: <laughs> but you're really good at probably a lot of things you know a lot more about podcasting than any that probably a lot of people you know a lot more about what it takes to run the back end of it what a company looks like on the back end right that you're seeing the behind the scenes mm-hmm. of all these big companies and so you understand that you understand about security and privacy and all these things that People probably don't pay attention to.
1: Oh yeah, I see a lot of things that people would never want to, and I can. And the thing is, is as a person in the cleaning industry, you do. I kind of, it's kind of like the that bartender at the bar. Mm-hmm. You see everything, and that's we talk exactly about none it. of
0: it. That's exactly it, and that's and that's why I think is so interesting because you have a whole different perspective. But what you do is so relatable, and I think everyone has. That piece of them that is relatable, everyone has an interesting story, everyone is interesting. Mm-hmm. Whether they've figured out how to unearth that is a whole nother can of worms and, 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 and Amy,
1: that's the problem, Getting people to come and just talk is just, it's like uh, when, whenever I see them, you know we're around the group, you can't shut them up. But if I mm-hmm. say, "Come into my podcast and talk, it's like, "Oh no, 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 I can't do that." I'm like, "Heck, your mouth runs all the time. <laughs>
0: Well, I was actually I I had a, a meeting this morning with another lady who has a podcast, one who has a cookbook, and one who's a who has a production company, and then we were talking about that. And she, the one lady said, I can't tell you how hard it is sometimes because you know someone refers a guest to you or whatever that might be, and then you get them in front of a microphone and they stop. Oh yeah, and you have a great pre conversation, whatever that might be, but can't really know necessarily based on paper or based even on videos you see of someone, how they're going to interact with you and how great that might be. So it is, it is definitely a challenge to unearth those pieces. And that's kind of why I tried to, to for me, my, my bio, I, I tried to pull out some of those different things that's not just a standard, here's where I went to school, here's <laughs> what I do for a living. And because that, that gets to be, I find that that doesn't give people a lot to talk about. I mean, sure, I could say here we can talk about Arizona State University and Notre Dame and get really excited about it. But that also doesn't give people a lot. And that's why I try to drop in those nuggets of flying around the world and loving to write handwritten notes and all that stuff. Because I find that we all have those interesting facets. It's just looking at yourself and saying, what's different and what's interesting about me that someone might be intrigued to hear? And that's that's that cocktail party nugget that you can carry with you.
1: You know, I think it was interesting. I got on a podcast with a a lady, Lisa David Olson, and her podcast is Stranger uh, Connections. And Mm -hmm. I listened to some of the ones, and they were all about this and that and being funny. I go, you know, people tell me I can't be funny. She says, I'll pull it out of you. And I guarantee you, by the (laughs) end of that podcast, she came up with some stuff. And I'm like, wow, where did that come from? But, you know, some people have an art To helping you be who you are when you don't know it, Mm -hmm. and that's that. As you said with your 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 program with uh, last night's game, just go do it. Is it the same now as it started?
0: Um, I mean, it has the same some of the same facets of it. Right. I definitely think there's obviously the, the 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 meat of it is the same, but no, it's morphed, and we have some weird things that and that work and some weird things that we've done that didn't work or that we can't be consistent with. And that becomes its own challenge, right? Because we are a small staff, you know, we have these great ideas and it's a ma- Sometimes it's a matter of, we just don't have the bandwidth to do that.
1: Um, you <laughs> don't know, don't we, I know that one?
0: We, you know, we had a, we had some great interns last summer and we really started publishing kind of our own newsfeed, if you will, and, and highlighting a story or two a day of something happening in the world of sports that, met with pop culture and what are left, I said, I, I can't keep up with this. There's just no way mm-hmm. for me to add that into a, a busy day because it has to be done timely. And that's the challenge with, with mine for me is I, I can't always be timely. I'm in meetings. I'm trying to get a kid dressing out the door to school, whatever that might be. And so um, that's the beautiful part too, about Scott, because my brother, he runs our Twitter. Because he pays so he really does he loves sports, he pays so much attention to it, he can be that on the spot person because he's really truly in it and i I'm not I'm the one who brings in that pop culture side that has maybe a bit more of a, a lasting power if you will, and it's not quite as timely unless you're covering a jlo and a rod breakup or something that you know <laughs> when you break the news, you're really proud of yourself um, but you know it's one of those things where uh, it's it, it. It does take a lot of pieces to make those those things work, and you have to. For us, we had to find out what we were good at. We started with a Snapchat mm-hmm. account and all these different things. We were like, we can't keep up with Snapchat and LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It was like it wasn't going to happen.
1: Oh, and, and then so, you have to have the website and the podcast, and you have to right. do the, the, you know, the. Oh, wait a minute. What's the main? What's our main goal? With you, we well, should do our core business. Right.
0: That's exactly it. And then, and and when you run it yourself. What I find myself doing is those things that require um, a big back end of developing a project or something new or sitting down and writing articles about being um, an entrepreneur or a founder, different things. Those things all get pushed aside for those sort of immediate upfront things that need to happen. You know, the e new, newsletter needs to go out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's got to be done. And the podcast has to be, go out and be edited. And so I find that the biggest challenge especially when being a small team is you don't have a chance to pass any of that off to someone. You are truly trying to do that. And then to do research and read and um, do bigger projects that require time, you, you really have to. I struggle. That's my biggest struggle, I would say, is to carve out that time to sit down and actually
1: do some of that stuff. Yeah. So being an entrepreneur and being a podcaster has challenges that are alike. Mm -hmm. different, rewarding, and you know, it's like, you don't realize folks, how much time that uh, is spent to produce this podcast. Now, Amy and I will only be on for less than an hour today, but the time that it took both of us to set this up and then the post-production time to put this out. And then, like you said, Amy, you want to put it out on all of those social networks or what was the sense of doing it. Mm-hmm. And we're doing two of them today and we're doing, you know, Oh, oh and, and oh, wait a minute, we got classes tomorrow and we've got this conference that we're going to go to. And mm-hmm. yeah, there you go.
0: And that's right. But, know, entrepreneur
1: that was, is fun. Isn't it? it?
0: It really, you know, it is. It has it, Like I said, for me, it For me, this is probably one of the, I wouldn't say the hardest I've worked, but the most focused I've ever been in a job. Because for me, I'm able to work on my schedule a little bit, obviously. No one wants to have a meeting at 5 a.m., but you know, I like to get up early, I like to get things kind of sorted before the house wakes up. And Mm -hmm. then I do a school drop-off, then I come back and I hustle through the middle of my day. And then um, sometimes I go to work, well, lots of times I go to work after my son goes to bed. And we normally watch a basketball game or something like that. And so I sort of sit there and, and do my stuff then. And, you know, it's, you're also running a household and all the other things that happen. Uh, husband who travels. So you're really, uh, there's a lot of moving pieces to it. But for me, I'm so much more focused because I have this concentrated amount of time that works in my schedule when I'm really good at it versus, you know, we've all had those corporate jobs where you, they'd say, well, you have to beat your desk from eight to five. That that just means you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna screw off from from three to five. And you know, you're just you're not as focused where I, I, I do feel like I've had the best focused, concentrated work and because it fits into my schedule and allows and me to that, still do school drop off and et cetera.
1: Yeah, you know, Amy, I think that's the the challenge and also the reward mm-hmm. and the realization that a lot of people here uh, as we go I say into the last part of 22, looking forward to 23, um, the challenges of people saying, hmm, you know, let's not go back to the office. Let's, let's let everybody use their abilities and their flexible schedule. But not everybody is cut out for that. There are some people, there, uh, there's a large part of people that need that regimented eight to five in the office. They need that motivation. Because it's it's difficult.
0: It is, and I, I and I would say I used to before COVID. I worked out of an off co working space that I loved, and that was kind of my go there and be focused. And uh, starting uh, January twenty twenty, I started. I went back and got my MBA as well, and I, I traveled back and forth to Chicago for that. And that was a whole nother job on top of a job and and everything else. And so it's funny because i had that co-working space and that's where i went to focus but with the with the mba and everything else um and then COVID struck i i realized that the time that i was not i was using to drive to the office and to just get dressed in a not sweatshirt and yoga pants kind of way i was wasting 20 minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes on my day where that was time for me to write a paper that was time that i could go to bed 40 minutes earlier Um, And when you're going to bed at one o'clock and getting up at five, it's like you take whatever you can get. And so for me, I realized that once I figured out how to work from home and maximize that space, I don't do dishes during the day. I don't do laundry. I don't do anything but work at my desk like I'm here to do a job. And so that works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. But I figured out how to work from home and, and focus and kind of have that eight to five mentality, if you will but at home.
1: So this next generation of leaders that's coming up, uh, that's who knows when they're listening to this podcast, Amy, because that's the neat thing about podcasting. It, uh, it's always here. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's going to be some of that advice to to that group that's uh, maybe like your brother at that time was still in high school, but had a big sister saying, you need to get this done. We, we need to get this together and we need to do this in the business world.
0: What I really, I really talk a lot about because I think this, this piece of this trans, it transcends generations is show up, do your job, learn, but also teach, but work hard. I think that is the biggest piece that I think every generation can respect is that that hard work goes a long way, especially in the beginning of your career. You know, if the boss asked, and this is, I mean, I used to haul dollies full of baseballs in heels and a skirt uh, through a stadium, which is not small. And that was just part of my job description. And that was what I did. did. And that was as an intern, that was my grunt work. And, you know, I, I really feel like everyone has their own version of grunt work. Every job, every industry has their version of grunt work, but don't be afraid to clean the toilets. That's how you continue to grow A, your appreciation for what it takes to run this business and that there is this nitty gritty piece of what it takes to run a business. But also then when you move up in your role and you move up to a leadership position, you respect and appreciate what that intern's doing. You expect and appreciate what that person who's cleaning the toilets does because you've been there and you know you're able to walk a little bit in their shoes. And so for me, I say, look, you have a great opportunity to learn. So listen and learn, but also teach because you do have knowledge and everyone has their own version of smart. And I don't understand TikTok like the person 15 years younger than me does or the value of it and what we could do with it and how their ideas of what, how that that platform might benefit the business is a huge piece of that. Uh, also the messaging to our, you know, your younger audience, whatever that might be. And so i I think there's an opportunity for us as leaders to learn from those who are coming up but also teach and cultivate don't i you know i think especially as women we i find a lot of my female bosses minus a few really said well i worked hard to get here so i'm going to make you suffer too and i don't that's not what i'm saying i'm saying look let's work hard earn your keep but also let's let's work together and I suffered how I suffered, and you're going to probably struggle with how you struggle. Like, that's just how that works. And we're standing on the shoulders of those who came before us. And let's appreciate and appreciate that what the, the generations before us have done and what we can learn. But also, let's all work together and have a collaborative effort to continue to make this business and strive for a goal better.
1: We've been live here on Podbean Live for a little while, and I appreciate the people that have stayed with us. And uh, I know we've had a couple people like the show. People come on and off, and we thank you for your time. It is a live show that we broadcast out uh, whenever we do it. Uh, Amy, I you know, I usually ask somebody what's their closing thoughts, but I just think you covered all of it right there. <laughs>
0: well, thank I, you. I'm glad, I'm glad I could read your mind like that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I don't even have to ask you because I, I, I don't think there's, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a lot more that we can talk about and say. Um, I do want to get in here, folks, before we close out. Um, we will be podcasting live from the FSPMA show uh, and conference here in September. Uh, if you're in the Florida area and you're a facility manager in uh, the state of Florida. Uh, the following week. We will be podcasting from the MSPA conference up in Missouri, so two uh, conferences for facility managers back to back, and reason Missouri—that's where I came from. So going back uh, to the home state, and and as you said, Amy, you know, I, I'm sure there's some people when I go back there that are going to remember. There's some people that have come and gone, and 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 that, but. You know, we do stand on somebody's shoulders and somebody's gonna stand on ours. Mm-hmm. The best we can do is the, give
0: them a foundation.
1: The, the, hey, and that's the beauty of sharing, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Collaboration is I think is such a is so key.
1: Two questions for you. Okay. Where were you born?
0: Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: I thought that's what you said earlier, but I just want to make <laughs> sure. I was, I was about to say that, and I want to make sure I didn't hear it wrong. Um, and then my other question is, what is on your bucket list for this year personally? This is a great question. And um, what I'm actually working on,
0: one of the things I, I'm pushing myself to do, and this is one of those projects that gets keeps getting pushed back, is to continue develop sort of my own personal brand. Um, I do, a. am on the board for Irish angels, which is an angel investing group. I do a lot of work with entrepreneurs out of Notre Dame. And so for, for me, it's how do I continue to develop that platform to further my reach and further, uh, what I can do. And so it's, it's, what does that look like? So for me, it's writing some articles, it's maybe starting to piece together some things for a book, Um, that is sort of on my, my list that if I guess, if I keep telling people about it, I have to do it.
1: (laughs) So that sounds like uh, (laughs) work, Amy, but that sounds like work stuff.
0: It it is work stuff. I mean, that, that is, but it's also me stuff. Um, Uh. but like personally, personally, that's not maybe has nothing to do with sitting behind a computer.
1: There you go. Um,
0: I would say... You know, one of my one of my continued goals is I always try to continue to work to be present. And that is really a struggle for me. So I one of my bucket list items is to, A, go on a vacation with my husband with no one else, just the two of us, which we haven't done really in like four years. And um, that would be one of them. But also just we're, we're going to take a trip with my son and really try to step away and enjoy him the best way I can. Um, without having to do too much and so continue to be present and continue to grow um, as a family and which will continue to nurture us as an individual.
1: Amy, I thank you for being on the podcast and uh, you sharing some of your time and your uh, thoughts. Um, folks, if you need uh, some information about last night's game, I'm sure that Amy and her brother and uh, whatever intern is working with them at the time can help you out with that. Be sure to like our podcast here. And as we've talked today, share that. This is the way other people learn. This is the way they get to. And, you know, I think this is the interesting thing about podcasting. It's not hard. If you noticed, we didn't have a script here today. We didn't know what the other one was going to say exactly. Uh, Conversation. Uh, Something you do every day. That's what podcasting is all about. You'll see in our show notes that we'll have links and stuff to uh, Amy and uh, how to get in contact with her and the website and so forth. We'll include that in the show notes. Um, Be sure to, um, as I said, push this out to other people. If you're listening to the recorded version, play it, play it, play it. Amy, thank you. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a great time.
1: Everyone out there until we talk with you again on the air, make sure that whatever journey that you are on, make sure that it is healthy, positive, and proactive until next time. See you on the air.